Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Turkey Bawaba! Hey everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show doing it a little bit differently this week because one of the three of us got sick from travel to New Jersey. Could be anybody. Could be anybody. In any case. I mean, yeah, going to Jersey will do that to you. I mean, going to Jersey. How do you not get sick going to Jersey? I'll start there. I'm just hearing about it. Oh my goodness. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Race Decanus. I'm Robert Clark Chan. And we are joined by two very special guests. You may know them from the AE Doubleback professional wrestling broadcast that I still need to go on and haven't. What's wrong with me? Because, I mean, look, you know, we're recording this on a non-normal day. I probably, we could have just done an AE Doubleback tonight, just in general. Probably could have. Probably could have. So welcome to the show, Teresa Gumbrecht and Calder Halbrook. Hello. Paul, how are you going to talk over me saying your name? God damn it. Look, there's four people right now. It's going to be a shit show. Just yeah, know we that. got a mess going on here. I think we're all full of energy and life and, and zest for humanity, though. So I think yeah. that's good. Is that Calder what? might have a delay. It's possible. That I probably do. <laughs> and today we're talking not about G.I. Joe. We're putting that on hold for a little bit. We are talking about Lilo and Stitch. The animated series lasted two seasons, currently on Disney+. Plus. This is episode, I think, what, 32 of season one? Hunka, Hunka, 34. Who cares? It's too many episodes of Lilo and Stitch. What? I'll go ahead and say it. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, this All was right. not a good show. I'm Look, just going to this... go ahead and bear it, and I'm just going to go ahead and put the lead out right now. Mm. This was some garbo. So you know Chan loved it. Okay, well, A, yes. Two, uh, this is a Valentine's Day episode. Come on, guys. It's Valentine's Day. We're celebrating love. So I'm glad to know. I'm glad to know we're back on track with Mm -hmm. doing thematic episodes weeks after the fact. Well, I mean, uh, okay, yeah, weeks, probably weeks, yeah. Yes. Sweet. That's on. No shame in the show. Now, uh, 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 Teresa Calder, I don't want to talk to Chan right now. He's making Mm -hmm. me mad. I'm going to talk to the two of you. What is your relationship with Lilo and Stitch? Have you seen the movie, seen the animated show? What are your feelings about this property? Well, I never watched the movie as a kid. I think I watched it much, much later and uh, only sort of in the background. Uh, So I didn't, I've never really been into Lilo and Stitch. I feel that. Yeah, and I'd never, definitely never saw the animated series. Okay, fair. Calder, what is your relationship Uh, with Lilo and Stitch? I feel like I could have 
I might have seen the movie. Uh, I hope I'm not letting Moana like bleed in. Uh, I I'm, I know I never saw the wow cartoon sh- series. Uh, I, I I don't know. I think I like absorbed like a lot by osmosis, and I I wish I had left it there. Dang. Am I the only one that's going to have this cartoons back? Yes, you definitely so. are. Yeah, this wow. was pretty rough. Okay. This was pretty rough. Look, it started out it started okay, it started out in two places right here, okay. Lilo and Stitch. Uh, you know, this is a very famous uh, Disney cartoon, very popular among weirdos. Uh, I personally have never actually sat down and watched it all the way through. What? Uh, uh, I know. Yeah. All right, Robert look, Clark look. Chan on an episode of Who Would Win last year repped Stitch on the show against Spider-Ham. What? And I'll let you go find yeah. that episode if you're no, interested in it. I should have won that one. And you want spoil I... the ending, Chan. That's that's called uh it's called losing the drama. You just let the steam out of the bag. I got into comedy <laughs> to lose the drama. And that's why I'm here. I love Lilo and Stitch. The movie, it was my it was my favorite Disney movie for a long time. Uh even now it still ranks pretty high up there. Um and uh, I, I've never seen the cartoon though, because why would I? Wait, uh, what's your what's your current favorite Disney movie then? Ryan the Last Dragon, Coco. What, what, which of the new ones has supplanted it? That's tough. Are we talking Pixar or are we just talk, just talking Disney? Pure In Disney. general, we do not involve that Pixar stuff with our Disney. <laughs> we are purists here. The purest. Oh, uh, <clears throat> whoa. Animation, yeah. the purest animation. <laughs> uh, uh, Ray only likes uh, animation sure. that is from Argentina, if you know what I mean. <laughs> is that how we're saying uh, uh, Nazis now? Yeah. Oh, you know, he's he's from Argentina. Just in the late 40s and 50s, that's where his family came from. Yo, but I'm telling you right now, that animation from the late 40s and early 50s in Argentina, solid. Solid animation. (laughs) Um, Honestly, I don't know. I feel like uh, Turning Red is a real close, uh, like right up there. Um, I don't know. I like Luca and and Canto. Um, A lot of these movies I have had to watch multiple times because of my kid. Yes, some of of them. Uh, some of them are terrible, like Good Dinosaur. Ugh, can't oh my god, that. you didn't like Good Dinosaur? Not like it. <laughs> no. Are you fucking uh, kidding me? I cried. I cried through that whole thing. Okay, well, this, uh, springs to life. life. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's I'm, it all co- comes back to like whether we have uh, daddy issues or mommy issues, and you know whichever one hits us what? in our childhood trauma. That's that's how you can tell. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> oh man, see, that's why Coco always gets me because I grew up in a loving household, but I know I'm gonna ruin it for my own kids. Therefore, Coco really, really hits for me in the in the feels. See? It holds up. That's a great movie though, in general. Uh Coco's a great one, yeah. Yeah. Coco's great. Uh, I mean, look, it's all the answer correct answer is either Robin Hood or Sword in the Stone. Those are your only two choices for best Disney movie, and we could just move on from there. Uh, but I will say that uh, I am a little bit fascinated by all of these uh, Disney series that I barely knew existed or, you know, like you yeah. sort of know in the back of your head that like, oh, yeah, they did like a, a hundred and fifty episodes of like Aladdin the yeah. series or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like mid like, to late what? 90s, they went fucking bananas with yeah. the animated series. And this well, one. Mermaid had one. Everybody had one. I'll say that this uh, had a lot of solid jokes in it and a lot of really good bits it that did. I wasn't really expecting. Uh, it kind of went crap, went to crap near the end. Um, but early on, there was some stuff that made me think that like, Oh, like they got some good people to do the show. Like the animation, oh, what? it's what you'd expect. Oh, Robert Clark Chan. It went to crap well before act three. <laughs> uh, of course. Uh, Leo, let's talk about that animation. Let's talk about this is- Disney has a certain level of quality yeah. that I expect to see in my animation. And this is some of the most Garbo animation. This is not yeah. quite Beast Wars level, but not far off from it as far as hand-drawn style animation goes. Wow. This is 
horrible to look at. Wow. What, what, it, remi- in this what it reminded me of was like, if you were watching a cartoon, they must have done a Burger King Kids Club cartoon, right? <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? At, at least That's- the 30-second version. That feels like something that would have been on a VHS tape that was, you know, when you buy a kid's meal, you'd get that for three ninety nine. Cause that's the quality I feel like they delivered uh, with this was like, I kind of expected it to be like the most uh, flimsy cash grab of an advertisement masquerading as a cartoon. But this was like an actual property that yeah. was treated in that fashion. It definitely though was cranked out. Just because it probably came out like almost immediately after the movie or some shit like this. Incidentally, I don't know if uh, this is in the show notes or whatever, but this is like episode 37 from a, from a uh, what I can only assume is a million episode season. Yeah, it was kind of insane how many episodes they had, which might explain why the animation is so cheap looking. I mean, and, and Lilo and Stitch lends itself to being a series in that there are a, a countless number of these, what, lab experiment alien things, and you can center an episode around a different one every single week yeah, it's and a go good on formula. all kinds of wacky adventures. So right. as, as, as an idea, this works out. Yeah. Yeah, but I do think that you have to be a fan of the movie to give this show the the time that maybe it requires for it to grow on you you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> this is uh this is akin to like a dickson a dickens novel or tolstoy you need you to get really... like 50 chapters in before you're really into it okay look well I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you right at the start i was charmed by the intro music like you know it's it's sort of like a mix of like yeah, uh, like uh hawaiian language and you know, stitches like made up uh, um, uh, nonsense Alien language. language. Could, we, could we hear a little bit of that, Chan? Because I have to be honest with you. I accidentally clicked skip intro and couldn't figure out how to get back to the beginning again afterwards. Oh, God. Somebody you can go talk to your daughter and have her show you how to work your goddamn. Are TV. you kidding me? She skips the intro to Bluey. She would skip the intro Ooh. to Peacemaker. Oh, She's wow. outrageous when it comes to skipping intros. It's just it's a genetic thing that you're all look. Well, no, uh, I, I love. I did it on. I did it on accident because Chad, it's genetic that I'm stupid. I mean, you know, it's 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 a nice, uh, it's a jaunty tune. That's mildly catchy. I won't be singing it walking away <laughs> uh, at all. In fact, now I'm glad I skipped the intro. To be honest with you, um, I feel like I did a good job. <laughs> Uh, with that, now here's the deal. A show could not come out of the gates stronger than this episode did. I'm going to give it credit where it's due. Uh, we're introduced to this character, this alien ant uh, named Pleakley. And immediately in my notes, I wrote, holy S, is that Kids in the Hall's Kevin McDonald? Yes, yes, yes it, is. it is. Yes. And I it, thought you, the same thing. You cannot come out stronger than putting a Kids in the Hall playing a female character no. in your show to start, I I already I was just like, okay, this is this is getting this is strong out the gate. Little did I know, discovering Kevin McDonald in the Lilo and Stitch animated series would unfortunately be the high point of the episode for me. <laughs> uh, like the thing is, um, uh, Kevin McDonald played that character in the movie, and so it was a good get that uh, he came to do the series. He does do a lot with the character that I really enjoy. The character is uh, a little strange in that, um, like, I don't know if it was something that was in the script or uh, McDonald discovered uh, discovered it and sort of, like, played it up. But, like, he's dressing to, um, yeah, be inconspicuous, you know, because obviously he's very, you know, as an alien, he stands out a lot, so he tries to dress like human beings and always chooses women's garb to the point where it almost feels like some kind of uh, trans metaphor, uh, which, you know, at this time, if someone were wanting to tell a trans story, 
that kind of have to be how you'd have to do it. You'd have to like really hide it. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's to the point where it gets kind of strange. Like I don't yeah. know what they're trying to say or if they're making fun of uh, because he is uh, male coded. Um, oh, he is. Well, yeah. That was not obvious yeah. to me. That was not, not obvious to me at all. They, even now, after you said it, they in do the movie. mention it a couple times, but I mean, yeah. Look, here's the, the uh, here's my thoughts on uh, the Pleakley character. Right, one Kevin McDonald, brilliant. Just you're going to get great performance every single time. Kevin McDonald is a national Canadian treasure. Um, I will also say that everybody spends the entire movie cracking down like Pleakley is some horrible looking monster. Like they're not all horrible looking monsters. Yeah, yeah. And on top of it, Pleakley is down to fuck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ready to bone literally anything that's in front of it. And I'm just like, yo, get yours, be happy. You and also the other thing I would mention, and I made a note later, but I'll just say it here is a lot of um, co-opting of uh, uh, traditions uh, and other uh, nations uh, uh, in there. Uh, it doesn't seem like Pleakley does anything halfway. Pleakley is co-opting uh, uh, the garb of many other cultures uh, well, over the course of this episode. Okay, he watched he, he watched a, uh, um, a beauty pageant, like a Miss Universe type thing. So he saw all these women dressed up yeah. in their, you know, their nation's garb. And, and so it's trying to replicate that. In my mind, I was thinking, oh, this is an alien <clears throat> trying to imitate women. And so, like, if an alien went on alien internet and Googled Earth woman, you know, different images would come up, right? That's you know how it I'm, seemed to me. I'm Googling I'm it right now. Right now, because I yeah. need to But know. you don't have alien Google. No, sh- you no don't she's have exactly alien right. Internet. Yeah. I mean, isn't that what uh, the dark web is? That's no, what that's, Google, right? that's I'm for at the, pervs. I'm getting on the dark web right now, and I'm going to whatever. Look up Earth dark women. web is just for pervs. Guys, it turns out pervs if you type in Nazis. Earth women, you get shockingly <laughs> few pictures of women. The fastest mm. woman on Earth, Earth women. Uh, first woman. On- There's the Earth women uh, store in Denmark on Facebook with 329 likes. That makes like decorative bowls and glassware, and um. So yeah. many comfortable shoes in this. A uh, lot of shoes. These search. shoes look actually very comfortable. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> All right. This bit's over. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, Pleakley, uh, 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 easily my highlight, but they really like shit on this character the whole yeah, time and do. basically make Pleakley feel like no one would ever love you, which is generally the theme of this episode. And maybe that's why it immediately struck a bad chord with me because uh, this Keone character is uh, supposedly going to ask to this Valentine's Day party. I'm not going to try to say the name of the party, uh, but it's apparently everybody on the island is going to be celebrating this. It's their big festival to Valentine's Day. The Lono Ike Ave Ave Festival. Lono Thank Ike you. Ave Ave. Yeah, That's if you say so. Um, so the big game uh, well, okay, is hold on, hold on is now. coming over. Yes. Hold on, because, yeah, the th- I, I think what you're... You're picking up something that it's not put the show's not putting down. No, it's putting it down because you um, don't have the extensive background of watching Lilo and Stitch dozens of times like me. Uh, he's not looking for love, although there it is kind of weird because uh, uh, he's he's looking to show off how good he is at being at like you know, an agent, yeah, and like uh, being he all inconspicuous. Um, and yeah, people. Uh, the the gag isn't that like oh you're unfuckable and you will die alone it's just that you look ugly and you that's, think you're super good at uh, it's like you have a singular eye that's yeah. as big as your head so yeah. in other well, words I, you're so ugly and you'll die alone that's the gag yeah okay no I get you I mean I I feel like in the in the scene where Pleakley is trying to get the the the, the buff surfers uh, to uh, rub lotion uh, like that is a clear rebuke. Like very of, clearly, uh, yeah. Over and over yeah. again, this character is just trying to get someone to touch them, and very clearly, we're led to believe you are horrible looking. No one should want to touch you. Which, like, yeah, that strikes a chord with me, Robert Clark Chan. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing: um, the if he were to be successful, and all of these people would want to have sex with him, then mm-hmm. that would be. Uh, z- Xenophilia? Beast it's not bestiality, is it? Is it 
I think this might be a whole new field. What What's the desire to have sex with an alien? Um, I believe it's known as sports love. Xenomania? Well, then Bring up the uh, Urban it. Dictionary. No, I, believe, I mean, I said xenoph- xenophilia, which I think is probably pretty close. But this is the whole point that apparently Robert, despite the fact that every single person is basically like, why would anyone ever want to take you to this festival? You hideous monster. Go live in your glass menagerie. Uh, but apparently Robert Clark Chan doesn't see that obvious through line through this entire episode. What does this have to do with Tennessee Williams? Hmm. Um, well, she's got three feet, so she probably walks like that one character. She's got four feet, doesn't she? Completely uh, is, again, uh, male-coded. You say so, Chan. I prefer not to misgender the alien if I have a choice to. Thank you. Mm, yeah, mean, except that you are. Y- you are. But if they're presenting as female. Presenting as female. Thank you. Uh, just wearing uh, women's clothes does not make someone... Uh, uh, wearing women's clothes, hitting on all the men in town, going on dates with men if they will allow it. W- w- you tell me, Chan. Okay, you know what? Hold on now, because yeah, he uh, the the marker that he's using to um th- to say that he is successful at his job, which is hiding in plain sight, is only to uh, draw the sexual attention of males. He doesn't try to dress up like a buff dude and get women to hit on him. So, yeah, you there actually may be something to this. Again, I don't yeah. think it's love, but I do think it is. it speaks to uh, gender politics in a way that uh, was unforeseen. You know, and that's totally fair. Like, I, there's nothing uh, malicious. I just want to make sure I'm getting it right You're because not. this is what the show is giving me, and <clears throat> I know nothing about any of these characters. <laughs> Okay, I think uh, the, now I see why the, all those boomers are talking about how hard things are. The the sexual desire for aliens is called exophilia. 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 Okay. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, what and, is the uh, yeah. sexual desire for uh, Chinese exo sauce, like Chef Chen Kenichi from Iron Chef has? I cannot speak to that at this, this time. Is a real. Well, deep what about what about sexual I, desire towards the Valiant Comics character Exo Man of War? Ah, uh, okay. There we go. Good Do we question. have an answer for that? No, not. I mean, you, you know, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. The dark <laughs> web has many treasures to be plumbed. Yeah. You know what they call people who want to have sex with Exo Man of War? Normal. Am I right, everybody? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to high five that hand. <laughs> I don't know. What... <clears throat> okay. So the joke is Keone's coming over and Lilo's like, yo, he's going to ask me to the party. But Keone asks, the hideous Pleakley, and everybody's like, what the fuck? She's so hideous. He is so, I don't know. They are so hideous. Uh, uh, why? That's obviously there's an alien in his brain, because who would do that with this hideous monstrosity? To be they, fair. They do sort of lean into it pretty hard. There probably are alien brain bugs in this world. So, like, Chance she may good. be have a genuine concern that, like, you know, the... Uh, the sandworms of uh, Taos. Or is it SETI Alpha 5 or 6? <laughs> yeah, okay. 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 They're hot or not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You say from 6. That's a 10 to me. Um, this is where I just wrote my first note here. This animation is shockingly cheap. Shockingly yeah. bad. Yeah. That's fair. It is. Yeah. It is. It is I like, just I I didn't enjoy looking at the screen, which is yeah. a bad sign for a cartoon. The Lilo character and the character of that boy—I forget his name—Kioni. Um, Kioni. They look like they were animated by completely different companies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was, <laughs> and when they were next to each other, it was kind of like, wait, what? So weird. I really, yeah, there were times when Lilo was moving. I swear to God, you could see like the after shading of where she moved from because yeah. nobody bothered to clean it up afterwards. Like it was. <laughs> It was rough. It was really rough. It just is not. It's not good when you are le- left remembering that uh, Michael Jordan Wayne Gretzky uh, cartoon like fondly in terms wow. of like, the quality. Wow. You know what? Pro yeah, stars. I'll argue right now. Pro Stars better animation than Lilo and Stitch, despite coming out years before, decades before. Side by side comparison coming soon at GI Joe Podcast on Twitter. No, it's not. 
<laughs> I could find some clips. Neither of us, none of us here are going to go do that Photoshop. <laughs> oh, Photoshop. I'm cutting a video. I'm a video editor, Chan. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. the pivot to video. You didn't know. <laughs> Very much looking forward to this. I, I should. Now that I've said it out loud, I don't feel like doing it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, yeah. Uh, Keone comes in. Um, and uh, you know what? One thing I will say um about this animation that I did like is that Pleakley has two tongues and they bothered to animate that. Yes, and I thought I, that, that was, was cool. That was a fun little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, Keone comes in and uh, 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 Lilo's freaking out. It's like, oh God, I gotta be ready. Well, you know, like uh, Stitch, stall him. And so Stitch pretends to be a dog. And just when he says bark, 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 that just makes me happy too. Oh, like, a solid bit. I enjoyed that. That was fine. Mm-hmm. What is I, the what is the like awareness of the public of the alien nature of all these creatures? Uh, it seems like uh, that they don't know. Um, some like wild shit went down in the movie, so you think they would know, but apparent you know apparently they're you know. But like these, some of these characters are mm-hmm. huge, and they cause a lot of havoc and everyone can see them so it's like how the fuck is okay you know well, they have to know right they because those people know. are cool man they don't judge you considering the colonial history of uh hawaii and how they've been trod upon by giant fat white oppressors i feel like they would look at um uh, colonel gantu and just be like yeah he's probably just a uh, fucking mainlander well, is that the is that, that the giant guy? Though. Yeah, they yeah. wouldn't though. They'd be like, "Whoa, that that looks different." They, they recognize say, he's twenty feet tall. Twenty like feet to, tall. I like to assume that the people on the island of Hawaii have are very smart people. Oh, would you, Howley? Yeah, would you I, believe that? Yeah, you can call me Howley all you want. I know I'm a Howley. I'm I'm not Hawaiian, but I do believe. Well, I don't know what that probably means. Probably smart enough to know. Hey, that's. That's not an, an a human. That's not a human. Wait, is Howley a slur? I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah, it You're is. Bringing your AE double back cross speak onto knowing it's half the podcast. <laughs> I don't understand it. Bring it enrages me. My POC speak. Huh. Basically, Howley is. I mean, I thought it was anyone who wasn't Hawaiian, but maybe it's just white people. I don't know. I, I think it is just uh, foreigners in general. But okay, uh, yeah. Oh, it's like a gaijin kind of a deal? Kind of, yeah. A gringo? You don't get to use that word. <laughs> well, he's, uh, you know, he's, reference. he's Argentinian. Whoa. Especially, especially you don't get to use that word. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you know what? Fair enough. Uh, it turns out that there was, in fact, a love experiment that uh, broke out. His name is Hunka Hunka, otherwise known as the Experiment 323. We're going to hit all the area codes. Mm-hmm. And and the alien that does the creating is uh, a Russian themed alien. He's a mad scientist with a. But he's, you know, he, where what, what what he's from the part of the galaxy behind the the uh, behind the Iron Curtain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hacking yeah. away at a computer. I, I just have written down here, Pleakley, the B, the B story of this entire episode is Pleakley's trying to be hot and bang somebody. Like, that is very clearly what's happening, no matter what Robert Clark Chan tells you. You're so half right. He's trying to be hot. Uh, I don't, I, I, there, no point does he suggest actually wanting intercourse with any humans. No, Chan, if you say it out loud, it's gross. You have to, you know, it has to be the obvious conclusion of the evening. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. So, like, so when when Pleakley like tries to arouse the the ardor of a dozen like hot surfers, like yep. the the ultimate plan is to just crush all their hearts in one fell swoop when they when they're ready to go for it. He's a scientist. This is science, baby. That's how no, you Ple- do it. Pleakley's ready to take five surfer dicks at the same time, right there at the oh beach. Let's Dude. just keep it real. I don't. Mm. That's what's happening. Is <laughs> is that? Pleakley's not ready to say no at this point. Well, that little lovebird slash experiment is on the loose in the island. 
And whoever it pecks, and it only pecks apparently the back of the head. Um, yeah. when That's someone the, most the next person, part. the next thing someone sees, um, the person who was pecked falls madly in love with that. That's right. You know, being and so oh. they're like oh no and there's no way to find the antidote now because there's a computer virus oh, the we're russian on alien can't get through his files and, and and the reason we have a computer virus is because stitch was looking at intergalactic porn that was the through line right that is what they were getting at yes he yes, was it doing was. something yeah that was horrifying i was <laughs> like this is a kid i cartoon, love huh? that because it's a joke for adults well, I, I'll, I'll tell you what what I think Stitch uh, Stitch was doing was you know like like oh, the yeah. the old days when you would download uh, a song by the Beatles that was credited to the Rolling Stones on LimeWire like uh, they would co- like wa- radically like mislabel everything and that, and I think that's what happened. It's alien if I was one wire. to admit to crimes, I would agree with you, Calder Hallbrook. GI <laughs> <laughs> Joe will return after these messages. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. In trying to make an artistic statement, one should be careful not to let one's personal aroma do the talking. In order not to offend the critics, I recommend Right Guard Sports Stick. It provides maximum protection and the freshest scents, a sublime palette of odoriferous emanations. After all, a true artiste should be remembered for his inspiration, not his perspiration. Right guard sports stick. Anything less would be uncivilized. Now, back to G.I. Joe. But Lilo's sister... Not oh, wait, okay, okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. You, don't up. worry about it. It's not your job. It's Ray's Hold job up. to do. Up. No, let her cook. I want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Did you forget to write shit down, Ray? No, I have right here. Noni is Lila's sister. Yeah. Uh, who I didn't know who this person was because I, I don't know these characters. Uh, so I'm yeah. just like, I don't know who either of these people are, or why we care, but I'm ready yeah. to follow their story. What is kind of good about this episode um, is that, you know, a great show, a really great show, you can plop anywhere in the series and still be able to pick up and know what everybody's relationship is to each other. So I will say that with the situation with the Lilo sister and this guy that's trying to ask her out, they do bring up the fact that he asks her out like every day and she Mm -hmm. always says no. Mm-hmm. So today is the one time that she's like, you know what? I do want to go to that dance. So, all right. And he's all excited, but she's like, but it's not a date, right? And he's like, yeah, it's not a date, but we're going on a date. And then um, uh, the guy Being gets so hit by a lovebird and then sees some chick on a, on a towel in the bikini on the beach, which I'm like, you know what? Maybe he just said he got hit by a lovebird. Mm. All of a sudden, he's like, whoa, who's that with the rack? Hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. And this is where where I got a little bit annoyed. It it really played into some things. 
because he says, oh, never mind about what I, our not date. I'm going to go try to get a real date out of this lady. Yeah. And then she literally just calls the game out. Noni does, the sister. Mm-hmm. She's like, you ask me out every day and I say no. I say yes today and then you you reject me. What the F, dude? And it's like, well, maybe you shouldn't have said no 900 times before, dude. Like, if this is actually making you mad right now, maybe at a certain point, playing hard to get is just, is just leading him on. Thank you. Yeah, she's playing games and he ain't having yeah. it. Yeah. I feel like really the 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 the, the love the lovebird like probably does everybody uh, a favor here mm-hmm. because like it, like now he's not he's not pressing himself on somebody who clearly doesn't really want it or yeah. like I don't know what mm-hmm. yeah we mm-hmm. don't know we really don't know what this is where Gantu the twenty foot tall alien bounty hunter I'm guessing yeah. that's kind of his deal okay. Uh, he he was, comes down. He's yeah, trying to he, capture everybody. He's trying he to like capture a, three, two, three, Stitch, anybody whose job was to. It was a military guy whose job was to capture Stitch, and then in the movie he fails. So I think in the cartoon he's sort of like fired, and so he's trying to catch Stitch in revenge, and possibly okay. all of the experiments, maybe to get back into like the Galactic Empire's good graces, or possibly <laughs> just because, like I say, he's like pissed. Maybe he's got a it's collection crazy. like uh, like Buffalo Bill, Flight of the Navigator. <laughs> you know how that spaceship had like a collection of all these different aliens. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I've never want a character to be voiced by Keith David more that wasn't voiced by Keith David at all. Uh, very when he started talking, guy did a fine enough job, but I'm like, you're not Keith David. That's who maybe I want. Dave- maybe it was David Keith. Well, that would be okay. I would actually 50% take that. Um, what there's a weird moment here where the he, Oh, boy. He, <laughs> uh, where he captures uh, captures Stitch and then tries to, what is it, tries to like launch him into, into the sea. I was a little bit confused by what's... Or what did Stitch capture... I just remember a bow and arrow contraption involved and being very upset by it. Uh, two things. One, uh, Stitch can't swim, so that's uh, a thing that, you know, if he gets in the water. Yeah, basically. Uh, Two, Kevin Michael Richardson plays Captain Gantu, and Kevin Michael Richardson is nobody's poor man's Keith David. Mm. Kevin Michael Richardson is a G in his own right. You know what? Here's the deal. Uh, Did not know that. Was not looking at who played Gantu. Uh, You can get Kevin Michael Richardson. You get Kevin Michael. He's not. He's not. Keith David, okay, he's not there, but I will take a solid B plus uh, on this. I, I I retract my statements. I still wanted Keith David. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I will not accept is uh, the referring of of Gantu as as captain because once he's been fired from the galactic military, wow, that's stolen go. valor. That's stolen valor. Yeah, and it'll get confused with Captain Ginyu of the famed Ginyu Force of the Dragon Ball Z universe, and I'm not here for that either. Oh also, really? Cap- really? Because I'm pretty cap- sure you are uh, here for being co- for confusing the Ginzu Force with things. Look, also, Captain gonna... Tantu from Star Wars and the Ginzu Knife. Take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take all of the above, honestly. Uh, and Chan, how dare you? As the people, the listeners of Who Would Win know, my Dragon Ball Z on the spot knowledge is infallible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they try to capture Hunka Hunka. And then uh, people just keep getting packed by hunka hunka. And I'm already tired of this bit, although I haven't written it down yet, but I'm already exhausted by this entire concept. It is not fun for me. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do, again, like it as a as a story engine. Like every episode, you have a new thing that does a new thing. I'm and okay so you with have that. To chase it down. Um, it does get a little uh, tiresome if you don't it's, do a lot with it. That's it. It's the same joke every single time, and it's usually at the expense of Pleakley. <laughs> and that's, you know, there's a certain point. It just feels mean-spirited and gross, and I just... Now I've got no good animation to look at. I've got no enjoyable plot to follow. I start I start losing interest quickly. Well, I'll tell you what, what really frustrated me was the point at which they... The, the, the Russian alien figures out the antidote and then, like, they go through the process of uh, de delovifying uh, characters, who then just get relovified. Just happens like, again. Yeah, like I this mean, is this is really Sisyphean. To be fair, the um, antidote is water in the face. Water in the so face. It's not, not like it's gonna last forever. 
Yeah, like uh, some some people it'll last until they go to bed and they have to wash their face. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know who's gonna, you know what, pig pen from Charlie Brown will last forever, Chan. That's you ever true. think about that? Yeah, well, that's why pig pen doesn't live in Hawaii. It's probably dun, for dun, the dun. best. Yeah. You know, this really speaks to the global like uh, 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 ep- epidemic of insufficient water supply. Yeah, it does. Intentionally so, I'm sure. I think if we check Wikipedia, it'll it talk about uh, water rights. This is where we get the hilarious bit where Gantu gets pecked by the uh, alien mo- uh, by the hunka hunka and now falls in love with Stitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keone also uh, uh, gets bit and falls in love with Lilo at the same time. So now we have two cross storylines of this exact same bit. Uh, Lilo is really into hanging out with Keone. But she's really... she did it on purpose. Yeah. Okay, she did do it on purpose. That's and true. She's going to yeah. learn a valuable lesson. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it turns out know what you want. I think that's the valuable lesson right here because she has every opportunity and she keeps like, this is what's kind of annoying about it, right? She's obviously interested in him physically. Uh, she gets the the bite, so he's in love with her. And instead of taking advantage of that situation, uh, which is, that's okay, right? Morally, that's okay? I mean, I... Uh, no. The lesson no? is that, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, that you no. shouldn't roofie people. Oh! Yeah. Because all she does is ask his opinion on things. What I'm trying to say is she makes the cardinal mistake of getting the love potion. And let's face it, you know, that there's a certain things that are expected. And all she does is she gets him to, to fall in love with her so they can go to a remote place and talk about his opinions on things. Which doesn't make any sense to me because, of course, he doesn't have any. All he wants to do is say what will make her happy. And I just like, what are you doing? Like, you clearly did not have a plan coming in here. Well, she didn't know that this love potion, whatever the fuck you want to call it, spell, whatever, was going to make him just like kind of a zombie, you know? She likes him, you know, for probably different reasons, but she likes him, not this robot version of him that's only going to say yes to whatever she likes, you know? Which is strange because folks that I usually had ended up dating in my life want less of my personality. So maybe maybe this, you know, I'm just saying that's not the experience that I've had. This doesn't speak to your lived experience, but I think uh, yeah, uh, other people may have uh, had a different experience with uh, finding love in their life. Hmm. Something I thought was interesting is that the the uh, the bird's uh, alien love serum makes him forget how to skip rocks. No, he no, didn't he, no, he, he did it no, on but, but, lose. No, I know that, but like she has to explain the rules to him. He doesn't understand the concept of skipping rocks until she explains it to him. Then he throws the game, like for to make her happy. But he doesn't understand the game at all until she tells him. Mm, yeah well maybe he never played maybe him his family and friends they are like doing other stuff instead of skipping rocks like a weird thing to miss when you're in hawaii well not really because you don't you can't really skip rocks in an ocean <laughs> sound logic yeah you're I'm behind that. Sir. yeah yeah i got i got well, nothing to add to this you all nailed it what about wave pools Sure, I don't know, but like, why would you be skipping rocks in a wave pool? What is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah. Okay, so the guy's hunka 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 alien goes inside a dance hall room, and now things, as Jr. would say, business is about to pick up. So the the dance, the thing that all the people wanted to go to that night. So it's all the people are in there. And that little lovebird is going crazy. Boop, 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 getting everybody. Yeah. It's hot. But Stitch has all these squirt guns, and he's going to squirt everyone in the face. But the bird's going too fast, and so they just can't keep up. So they're like, we got to figure this out. Let's turn yeah, the get out. Because well, we, we get a whole bunch of stuff because I did appreciate that Stitch was wearing two uh, like water squirt bottles as like cowboy guns uh, on his hips. I thought that was kind of a fun bit. 
Uh, and now in, in the dance hall, everybody's falling in love with everybody. The thing's going crazy. Lilo's sister now loves Captain Gantu. Um, mm-hmm. And I, this is where I just wrote, this bit is so stale at this point. I am well, over it. Well, the one point that, that I actually uh, I actually enjoyed like in, in most of the episode was the point at which uh, a guy gets pecked. And then the first thing he sees is his like Hawaiian ice or ice cream cone or whatever. And he yeah. falls in love with it. Like that, that was pretty funny. Finally, a subversion of the bit. You know, I felt that one deeply. <laughs> See, your lived experience fair, yeah. is a <laughs> a really strange attraction to dairy products, and that's that's fine. Uh, we then we then run the fire sprinklers, so everybody goes back to normal. And Hunka Hunka gets captured by Gantu at this point, who takes him back to space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like literally, like that's it. That was the not end. Not a lot of drama. Not a lot it's of a peril. Not a lot of resolution cartoon. either. The but hell are you expecting? This isn't goddamn the breaking ending bad. I wanted is the ending I got, Robert Clark Chan, and that's where Keone, no longer under the spell of the bug, is still into Pleakley. Yeah. Wants to f Pleakley, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yes, a happy ending. You got yeah. me back at the end, Lilo and Stitch animated series. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice touch. <laughs> I don't was. know if that's going to carry on to any more episodes, but I'm guessing not, but it should. I mean, it definitely should not. It is a fun idea to think of, but if we dig any deeper to scratch beneath the surface, it gets real weird real fast. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. That's what I want this show to turn into. Okay. Just gross. Just ah. wonderful. Just delightful. Just sticky. I want this show to get sticky. That's what I want. I mean, when... I want some Dole Whip on it. Dole yeah. Whip. I want some Dole Whip. Yes. When Disney Whip. Run, runs out of uh, uh, franchises to consume and there's nothing left to expand its empire, we'll get Disney after dark. And, you know, some of these things will absolutely come to pass. Animated mm. short, Pleakley's Night Out. I'm here for it. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, and then, and then big ending. Uh, the boss bunny of Gantu gets shipped to the love bug, gets bit by the love bug, and now is in love with Gantu. Hilarity ensues. Literally cut to the end. Like, <laughs> what's crazy about this show is it didn't feel very long, but there were times where it felt very, very long. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Because it just was, it was a slog. It was a slog, and then it just sort of ends. Yeah. Like, it just sort of, and now we're done. Bye, everybody. Yeah. I mean, that's and, how this show should really end, right? And look, we, we, that was picked out of possible hundreds. I have no idea how many they stuff into a single season. Seems like a lot. So, you know, who knows? Maybe they're, this was the one where they were like, I don't fucking know. I don't got anything. We got to come up with some stupid Valentine's bit. Ugh. You know, who knows what the writers were going through in this moment? Maybe all the others are glowing. We don't know. So, yeah. So, for the record, there were 67 total episodes over two seasons. Hmm. And that would be 28 in season two and 39 in season one. I can do math. But also, I think it's possible that they are not grouping the episodes correctly on Disney Plus. Oh, yeah, that happens. Yeah. Which I have really uh, about this is I'm looking at individual IMDb numbers, and definitely as season one continues, the numbers start going down. One of the higher rated episodes was this one, listed as episode 33, according what? to IMDb. Interesting. Okay. Right. So, yeah, like I, said, I don't know. It's it's uneven. There's a lot of like really hack garbage, low budget stuff happening here. But there are a lot of moments, a lot of character moments in particular, I think, that really hit well. And um, like compared to some of the stuff we watched, you know, like at least there are some high points. Look, is it better than Kissy Fur? I would argue <laughs> Yes. Is it yes. more watchable than Kissy Fur? Hard no. I would rather watch Kissy Fur for this show because at least it, it makes me feel something. Other than sadness for Pleakley and how everybody is shitting on, on them, 
I, I didn't feel anything watching this. I only felt like what ugly, terrible looking animation. Yeah, uh, I, I, that was it. I, I feel like when we watched that, um, that uh, uh, what was the one we watched before when we guessed it? Uh, it was uh, Hulk Hogan. It must no, been no, Hulk no, Hogan. no, no. It was. Uh, I make everyone with, watch uh, Hulk Hogan. It was uh, the the oh, one with uh, Andy LeBeau. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was that? Oh, the uh, what's his face's project? <laughs> yeah, Gary um, Coleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Gary Coleman one, like actually, <laughs> like I had some kind of a reaction to, and this yeah. one didn't make me feel yeah. very much at all. Yeah, I yeah I agree. That one, as bad as it was, it still drew me in a bit. Yeah, I, I would argue yeah. I had a religious experience watching the Gary Coleman show. <laughs> uh, didn't it, yeah, I, I I agree with both of your uh, assessments. I felt nothing at all watching this other yeah. than annoyed that we didn't pick something more watchable. <laughs> I would watch another episode of this series. Of course you would. But well, put up again, or shut up. Again, I think you would have to have been a fan of the movie. That's fair. Because there's just nothing here for me. But yeah, also, Kevin McDonald, and that's it. <laughs> like, yeah. And it, you know what? This is going to be some people's introduction to the kids in the hall. Like, eventually they'll go on. <laughs> and, I don't know. And uh, I don't know. I don't comedy. Know. Yeah, but no. Chan, I want them to think of kids in the hall fondly. That's the problem. <laughs> you say that like, like kids who grew up on episode one didn't uh, end up loving Star Wars. Well, I think they just love a different version of it. I'm, I'm not sure I assume that somebody loves uh, the prequels and then ends up loving the originals. I mean, you got to... If somebody only saw the first episode of the series of Star Wars, then the I mean, depending on when they were born or when they saw that movie, the other three always existed... So they could have watched the others and be like, oh, this is going to get really fucking good. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad that movie I watched has like other awesome movies that follow. Has like eight sequels and then other spinoffs. If I knew nothing about Star Wars and I was an alien coming down to Earth and I decided I'm going to check out this Star Wars thing and see what it's all about. And I started with episodes one, two and three. I'd probably quit the series right there. I have to agree with that, but you know. Uh, what I know where, so obviously not. What yeah. if you're actually a spider alien? You would have very uh-huh. different reactions to these films. You don't know. You don't know the alien yes. mind. A weird thing to say. Well, <laughs> I'm I, I'm friends with Neil Patrick Harris from Starship Troopers, so I do know the alien mind. Smart guy. Hmm. Yeah, and he knows how much you feel, Calder. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And when you're afraid. Afraid. It's afraid. Ding, ding, ding. Well, the good news is we did our Valentine's Day episode almost in the same month as the holiday. And I think <laughs> for us, that's that's excellent. That's really, we're right on track on brand. We're on the ballpark. That's good enough for me. Sweet. Good enough for me. C is for cookie. And that's really good enough for me. I love sure. that song. Teresa Calder, thank you so much for coming and talking about this show. Thank you for uh, with us today. Me. Yeah, not a lot of meat on this bone, unfortunately. Um, yeah, right. that's we'd love to have you back next time Gina's hurt. sick and can't do the show. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, you got it, man. I said to Robert Clark Chan earlier today when we realized that we were not going to be able to record with the normal crew. And I said, you know, 500 comedy people in this town. Surely, surely, you know somebody who could come and record with us tonight. And in the back of my head. I'm not, I didn't say this to Chan earlier until now. I was hoping and knew he was going to call the two of you, and I was hoping for it because you're both Aww. such delights. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That was uh, very nice. Can y'all tell me about this AE double back thing I've heard so much about? It's our podcast all about AEW wrestling, and it's very fun and weird, and we rank, we rate, not rank. Great. Sure, episode. we rank too. We rank. We are rank. <laughs> so, are you going to have a fish on the show sometime so you could be rank and bats? <laughs> ah, zing. 
No. I'm really proud of myself for that one. I don't care. Dan, I don't care. I'm very proud of myself for that one. No, that's what that's what matters. That's trust me, I I do it for me at this point. So but boop, thank boop, you both boop. so much for the show. Uh, give us some social media for you two, please. Uh I'm nowhere, but I uh, that. Yeah. We've got our AE double back podcast. Okay. Uh, at, at AE double back, I think. Well, yeah. What do you guys have on Twitter? Uh, <laughs> I'm at Calder Holbrook. No, I meant for AE double back. Uh, at AE double back. <laughs> like, uh, oftentimes, uh, uh, if AE double back is responding to, uh, to somebody, it is me because I got rid of my Twitter. It's his so only way back into the, the fix. Hmm? Um, it's your only way to get your Twitter fix is now AE Doubleback's account. There yeah. you go. Dink a dink a dink. And that's it right there. Robert Clark Chan, anything you would like to plug? No. <laughs> Never is. Well, you know what? Everybody involved should go listen to Reclaim Detroit, the Vampire the Masquerade audio drama. Never heard uh, of it. Wonderfully done. Five episodes out right now. You can find Reclaim Detroit wherever you podcast or go to Vampire Detroit. Dot com. I wrote it, produced it, and am one of the characters. Four yes. of the characters on it. So I think you might... Five of the characters on it. And I think you might enjoy the show if you like vampire stuff. Nice. Is the city of Detroit a character as well? The city of Detroit is the main character. How about that? Oh. How about that for a sell? Wow. Um, how, I think it's pretty good. I got some, of the most talented, got some of the most talented voice actor uh, professionals uh, that I possibly have ever known. And, and they all said yes. And it's a wonderful show. So go check it out. You've, you've heard the show before. You know it. You've listened. If you listen to Knowing is Half the Podcast and have not listened to Reclaim Detroit, I'm honestly mad at you at this point. <laughs> oh, shoot. No, that's fair. O- openly mad. There's no reason you would have not at least checked it out. No. Because I'm in it. How could you not? Robert Ooh. Clark Chan has, has a big role in episode two. How about that? Well, now, now I'm torn. Is it on my IMDb yet? Oh, no, I don't. Oh, shoot. I don't think it is. Maybe I should do that. Come on, oh, man. Dear. I need those creds. You know what? <laughs> but how do I know which Robert Clark Chan? Just put is all. You're still out there. It's just Robert Chan, right? This is totally inside uh, baseball. I actually believe I'm on Rob- I'm Robert Clark Chan now. Okay. But I people can find still it. put me down as Robert Chan. There are That's weird. rogue Robert Chan credits out there. You know, one of the things I did for the website is get links to every IMDb page for everybody in the show. So it would be very easy for me after the fact to make it on IMDb and link everybody correctly. What a smart thing I did and then didn't follow up on. The race <laughs> to Kana's story. <laughs> very unlikely. So, you know, the good thing about the good thing about Lilo and Stitch, I would say, is the way that it ends. The cool part about it is the fact that they just decide at certain point that the show is over. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. GuttingTheSacredCow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.